Hi there. On this edition of Talk Around Town, we talk fleet management. I'm joined here today uh, by David Rentschler, our fleet division manager uh, in our public works department. And uh, David, been an exciting year for you. Uh, you're coming off of being named the 2022 Public Sector Fleet Manager of the Year. That's such an awesome, <laughs> awesome recognition for your good work. Yes, thank you very much. We have a really great fleet division here. Uh, we've been inducted into the 100 Best Government Fleets in 2009. So that's just a testament to not only our team, but the city team as a whole. If we're doing our job well, then we're being really good stewards, whether it's uh, budgeting for the vehicles, uh, purchase of the vehicles, the type of vehicles we purchase, how we maintain them, and how we dispose of them. Mm -hmm. Because of the context that the Fleet Manager of the Year door opened for me, I was able to reach out and talk to some folks at corporate. So that's led to them now going to interview me next week and then possibly put me on the Ford advisory board to be able to talk to the highest levels of management at Ford and give them constructive feedback as well as candid feedback on what we as an agency need. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe describe for uh, our audience, you know, public uh, residents in, in Fairfield, uh, what, what ultimately is the goal of fleet management? So we want to have a safe and serviceable fleet at a cost that is the best value to our citizens. And really, whether we're talking about a bus and the safety of a bus that's going around town, they hit the brakes and they don't work or the wheel mm -hmm. falls off. Someone's going to get hurt. So safety is number one around here and making sure that we protect not only city employees, but also our citizens that might be in the vicinity of a city vehicle. Okay. And then how does um, you know, our, our wonderful fleet management and the maintenance that happens, how does that keep the fleet going and age of the fleet and, and those cost dynamics? You know, I've, I've seen uh, lots of government agencies that unfortunately they get to a point where you know, they have 15, 20, 25 year old vehicles, uh, which starts to increase the cost of maintaining those vehicles. And I know there's sort of a sweet spot in there that uh, you guys work actively to manage. It's different for each type of vehicle. So we've put in place some written policies that give us guidelines on when we should be replacing vehicles. So fleet management is not just about let's keep our vehicles as long as possible, run them into the ground, if you will. So there's no resale value. So in the new age of fleet management, you need to take resale value into the equation. So that's less money that divisions need to put in their replacement fund. It's less hours and it's less money for maintenance. So when you keep those old vehicles, the maintenance cost goes up. That's more hours that our technicians need to work on the vehicles. And if we don't have enough technicians, there's not enough hours and we have to send that work out to contractors that a lot of times cost significantly more than we charge. So then we're not only trying to uh, maintain the value of the vehicles, but also make sure we're minimizing the cost of having to maintain those vehicles over time. Correct. And one of the big things is downtime. Mm. So the vehicles can't be down. Depending on the classification of vehicle, transit buses, 
there's a certain percentage of spares we can have. Same with our big trucks, such as this sewer truck in, our, in the background here. The city has a limited amount of those. So if we have three of those in service and two of them are down, mm -hmm. what happens if we have a sewer overflow or if we have a water main break, we may not have the vehicle to go out and fix it. Can't deliver that service, okay. So it, it sounds like one of the critical components of this then is also staffing, right? To keep the vehicles maintained. Uh, how, how has hiring and retention been? So retention has been great up until two years ago, <laughs> two and a half years ago. Uh, and then we had a lot of people retire. So mm. at one point we were at 60% staffing. So that meant we were outsourcing a lot of work because the work doesn't stop. The safety inspections still need to be done. The preventative maintenance, the oil changes, the transmission fluid changes, the tire rotation, those things still need to happen. So once we get fully staffed again, we are going to bring all that work back in-house to make sure that we can control the downtime or uptime in this case, how often the vehicle's ready for service so our crews can go out and perform for the citizens or control our costs. And we can do that in-house if we're overseeing the priorities. Okay. Um, so you said when we get back to full staffing. So are we actively hiring right now? We are actively hiring. So uh, see, if you're out there, you have mechanic skills, you need a job, come on down, we're hiring. So we are hiring uh, automotive mechanics, diesel mechanics, transit mechanics, and heavy equipment mechanics. Yes. <laughs> if you have those skills, please, by all means, contact HR or check the city's website and go ahead and apply for one of those positions. Yeah. The other main question I had, uh, we are now in a time where there is a fundamental shift going on uh, in vehicles, right? From gasoline engines to electric vehicles. What, what is that impact and, and how, how are we going about doing that? For our medium and heavy duty, which is everything from a three quarter ton truck to a dump truck, those requirements start January 1st of 2024. Wow. So 50% of our purchases must be zero emission. And then starting January 1st of 2027, 100% of our purchases wow. must be zero emission. On our transit bus side, that starts in 2026, 100%. So we're moving fast and furious towards electrification. Starting about three years ago, we started looking into what are we going to need to do for electrification so that we can meet those regulations and be successful in implementation. We were the first in Northern California to get some of the uh, Ford Lightning Pro pickups. We also purchased earlier this year two battery electric uh, lithium ion Caterpillar forklifts have a 5,000 pound capacity. And then recently we just took delivery of a Select Track E25. It's a 25 horsepower agricultural tractor with a front end loader. So we're replacing- But, but, but full electric. It's 100% battery electric. We're replacing a Kubota diesel tractor with this out at our Waterman water treatment facility. But Sean Ogara, our day shift supervisor here, was able to take our Ford Lightning Pro 100% battery electric pickup with a trailer with electric brakes and an electric winch on it with the Select Track electric tractor loaded onto it, he drove it over to Waterman to deliver it to the crew over there, uh, as that was the first delivery of everything being electric. Wow, that's awesome, that's awesome. 
Now can, I can look from where we're standing out that way and, and I see our gas station, but I don't see any massive uh, charging stations around here. So as we're barreling towards this all-electric future, uh, what type of improvements do we need around the courtyard that you'll bring on an electric fleet? So that's a pretty complicated uh, situation. So we did a lot of research, worked with some consultants. First, you have to figure out what your fleet consists of, how much it's used, and then figure out what's out there that's available to replace it, what those battery capacities are and efficiencies. So we did all that and a lot of math. And so now we're getting ready to enter the design phase. Okay. And we're going to be putting about mm -hmm. 75 DC fast chargers. Wow. And about 50 level two chargers right here in this yard just for the city vehicles in order to be able to prepare for those electric buses, the electric dump trucks, the electric pickups, and all the required vehicles that we're going to have to buy. Wow. That's, so that's quite an infrastructure, you know, project capital improvement planning undertaking in order for us to get where we need to be. It is. We estimate the very first phase is going to be three megawatts of wow. power that we're going to have to bring in and all the switch gear and the transformers and the, and the lines that are going to have to come in. Wow. So we've been working closely with PG&E to make sure that that's going to be able to happen. And of course, the engineering division of Public Works has been instrumental in, in this whole process. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, David, congratulations again on the 2022 Public Sector Fleet Manager of the Year Award. Uh, and thank you for all that you and our fleet management division do to keep our vehicles rolling. For another Talk Around Town, I'm David Gassaway, and we'll see you next time. To view more programs like this, follow the City of Fairfield on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.